French government has said it is considering all options, including declaring a state of emergency after a third night of escalating violence and rioting in cities and towns across France. Hundreds of police were injured last night and more than 900 people arrested. Paris, supposed to be the city of love, is exploding again into hateful confrontation. Two months ago, I received a phone call from my bank. Now, bear in mind, I've been with the same banking group since 1980. I've had my personal account there with that group ever since that date. I ran my business through there when I worked in the city in the 1990s into the noughties. And today, I have my personal and business accounts there. But two months ago, I get a phone call out of the blue from a personal manager, a new personal manager, not one I'd ever spoken to before, who simply says on a phone call, we are closing your accounts. I asked why, no reason was given. To resistance chicks were your hosts leah and michelle i was cleaning the studio and the camera got a little bonk there let me fix it look your head's cut off and that's hard to do because you're little whoa there we go that's better all right so this week first of all we have an event coming up yes and you guys if you can't make it to our event that is okay but collectively we all need to be going to see The Sound of Freedom this week. So it is premiering. It's their premiere week. The Sound of Freedom, Jim Caviezel. It's the story of Tim Ballard. I'm telling you guys that something significant is happening as a result of this film. And it's not even out yet. Okay, something spiritual. So get tickets for your friends. Get tickets for yourself. Get, yeah. get your whole church going, okay? That's what we're doing. We already, here's the deal. We are going tomorrow night down to our Sparks in the Parks to give away tickets. We are so excited. However, we've had such a wonderful response from you guys. We're running out of tickets, but that doesn't mean anything. We can buy some more. So if you still want to come, go to resistancechicks.com and click on the Remnant Revolution Tour tab uh, that says Coming to Ohio, and you can... Um, submit i had three more submissions or a submission for three more tickets uh that came in overnight so uh we're very excited to see you guys and to celebrate but this whole three-day event is just going to be off the chain man god is moving and i really think that this is the best way that we could celebrate the i'm one, i'm curious though is this film debuting around the world like is this the same like premiere Oh. for the rest of the world because this is our world news program and so many of you on Sundays come from all around the world and we're really glad yeah. that you're here so you're kind of like hey we're gonna have to wait until it comes with you know my subtitles for my language or something you know yeah so I'm hoping you you know remember Elon asked Jim about yes. putting it on Twitter so that may come 
So you may be able to do it that way. All right, so this week, this France is on fire. That's what I keep yeah. thinking. Uh, France is literally on fire. They have had their own George Floyd type moment that mm -hmm. has triggered riots and all kinds of mayhem. They have arrested hundreds, thousands, thousands, excuse thousands. me, of people. At least 2,000. People. So um, yeah. the difference between France and the United States is that we didn't arrest anybody. <laughs> okay. So we're going to talk about that. Nigel Farage has had his bank accounts. This was a big one. Um, I think I've Take gotten away. a lot of emails from you guys. Because you felt this kind of viscerally with Nigel Farage yeah. being one of the more um, straight edged kind of guys. You don't cancel Nigel. Like, is there an equivalent to Nigel here where we could say this would be like canceling the bank accounts of. I'm trying to think. I don't know, any Ron DeSantis. Yeah, any other political leader. Like so so yeah, Ron DeSantis is a good example. Okay. He is pretty straight laced. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Nigel he really has always walked this fine line between the upper echelons, the upper crust of society upper in the UK crust. and the just knowing what's right for the UK, knowing right. what's right for the world. And he really has a bead on how the world turns and should turn. Um, so, yeah, let's go first to France and kind of see where we're at there. So I love these comments from SMR UK on DLive saying Farage is mainstream um, or a psyop. Farage is no threat to the establishment. I would disagree with you that, uh, there. Um, Farage is not a PSYOP. Not everything is either a PSYOP or not a PSYOP. Like, right? And I get that I'm not in the UK, but I have met Nigel in person. And I've been following him for seven years. Okay? And what I see is um, a person that may not always get it right. And I think that, that in our movement, when we you, get so yeah. disappointed with people and we're like... If if we if we if they don't go super duper hardcore all the time, then all of a sudden they're a psyop, and I'm like, you know, sometimes people are just weak, or sometimes they just don't feel like going as far as you want them to go. And he is a threat to the mainstream, yeah, but he's not as much of a threat as we would like him to be. Yes, could you go turn off the dehumidifier? Yes, it makes it hot. Our here. basement is wonderfully warm down here. All right, so the French government said Sunday that hundreds more had been arrested in a fifth night of rioting sparked by police killing of a 17-year-old as police deployed reinforcements to flashpoint cities around the country. Protesters, mostly minors, have torched cars, damaged infrastructure, and clashed with police in an outpouring of rage since an officer shot Nahel M. point blank as he attempted to flee a traffic stop. On Tuesday, the killing was captured on video, which spread on social media and fueled anger over police violence against minorities, exposing severe racial, racial tensions in France. A day after Nahil was laid to rest in his home uh, town near Paris, Paris, the Interior Ministry said police had made 719 arrests overnight, still a provisional tally. Around 1,300 the previous night, um, we're looking at thousands. One yeah. was 2,000, uh, so we're looking at three or 4,000 arrests. Some 45 police officers uh, were injured. 
577 vehicles have been torched, 74 buildings set on fire, oh and 871 fires set in streets and other public, other public places. So as soon as Michelle wants to start bringing up some of these videos and articles, we can got it. look at the damage done in France. France is burning, and while France was burning, President Macron, scroll, scroll down to the video, um, was at an Elton John concert. And he finally, I guess, came back. All right, here's a large residential building set on fire oh by rioters. Oh my rioters. gosh. This isn't just a fire, this is a All right, scroll down and uh, skip the picture and move on. Well, you can show the picture, it's more burnt earth. Yeah. So, the building that we just showed, large res residential. Yeah. The police did something you don't like. So, you burn people's homes? Yeah. What is this? Like, this is satanic. And they loot. They're looting. Major looting. Okay, again, the police do something that you don't like, so stores pay for it. Well, they, you know what it is? These people are wimpy. And I'm going to say this, and I think I can say this on Facebook. But it's like, if y'all really had a beef, beef with the police, you would go and attack the police station. But you don't, because you're scared. So you attack innocent. That's like saying... No, no, no. It has nothing to do with the beef with the police. As every... In France, it, the desire... The, I there guess I'm, is, I'm stretching this to what happened here in the United States as well. To yeah. all of these, like, George Floyd-type riots. Yeah. It is senseless to say, my dad beats me, so I'm gonna beat my sister to pay him back. Like, yeah. what? In cities across the country, following Tuesday's killing by police of a young man of Algerian descent. Set a tree on fire. What did that tree ever do to you? What do those cars belong to police officers? Do they belong to white supremacists? Do they, I mean what do we know for sure? Like that's an old lady begging not to arrest the migrants. You're kidding. Well, French yeah. Yes, that was a lady begging not to arrest the migrants. Here is Donald Trump saying, I wouldn't go to France because France is no longer France. 2016. France is no longer France. They won't like me for saying that. France is no longer France. And this world better be very careful and they better get very tough and very smart. I wouldn't. June 27, 2016. <laughs> So for our podcast listeners, it's just, you're just seeing, I mean, the, it, this, the, the towns are in, sh I mean, it looks 
like a war zone. It does. So police sweep the streets after a lot of unrest in France. At least, honestly, I'm gonna be straight up honest. This is where the heavy hand of the government of France is actually doing something that the United States wouldn't do, and that's arrest people. So at least they so are arresting people. So this is Iman Tawidi. The other extremist groups, like the Muslim Brotherhood, who are friends with the IRGC and Hezbollahi people, they cannot operate in Bahrain, in Oman. These are Muslim countries. Where do they operate? In London, in France, in Washington, Washington D.C., in Australia, in Canada, Toronto. They operate here. They have bank accounts. They register charity. They can get bank accounts. Right. So Macron, the president of France, recently said the Islamic world is in a crisis. I say, no, you are in a crisis. You went to the Muslim countries and you imported the garbage that the Muslim countries wanted to put in prison or isolate away from society. You went and you imported them. Why? For cheap labor. But these Islamist extremists, they don't want to work. They want free welfare. They want to marry French women, blonde hair, blue eyes. They don't have time to work. So look at Poland. They don't complain from Islamic extremism, not a single terrorist attack in Poland. The moment they sense there's a problem, they crack down on it. Polish policy, beautiful. The French, no, come. When they come, they use the resources. They go to uh, Washington, D.C., and they sit in Congress. They support the Iranian regime. They go against the sanctions in Congress, right, with their hijab. Why? Because the ideology is filth to begin with. When you import that, or you allow it in, or you amplify it, or you glorify it in any way, you make your bed, sleep in it. So that is also a problem of the West. The question is, Tina, did the extremists become stronger or the West become weaker? I say it's both. I actually was gonna say the same thing. So what I love about Imam Tawidi is that he is Muslim. Yes. Right now. He's an Imam. But he Imam. understands the ideology and how awful how, it is. How many people have actually put that into words? Because I think that since 9-11, we have been taught to be afraid of Islam. And I'm actually, this is a red pill that I've been taking. That um, there is, th that if we just put all Muslims. Are they just robbing cars? Are they yes, stealing this is cars? a Volkswagen. They're just so stealing the Volkswagen. they're just stealing cars. Like, they're going to get yeah. away with that. Yeah. Okay, enough with the screaming. Enough with it. So they're, they're taking uh, the Volkswagens here. I'm pretty sure that if this is Muslim experience, the young man it was Algerian. So you do have a lot. You do have some racial looting on and, and racial reasons for for coming out to the streets. But by and large, the French themselves love to protest. So you've got the Antifa, which are basically white supremacists. And you've got uh, just the regular French looters and protesters who love a good protest in addition to so it's it's a multifaceted thing so this guy he's looting looks like a bunch of cooking oil because you 
never know. Oh my gosh. Yes, because you know when the world's coming to an end, you need to make sure you have enough cooking oil. Okay. You gotta fry the food, baby. So this is a building that was completely destroyed by fires in the Border Rouge. Uh, Toulouse. Multiculturalism destroyed France. If anyone actually is currently living in those homes, which I'm assuming they are, their stuff's gone. Yeah. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. Are all white supremacists that were living there? So this, at this point, with this level of activity, this feels more like war than a protest. This feels more like war. If you're gonna start just burning down the buildings, this is all. And and they had guns. They have guns. And they robbed a gun store. Where did they get? They're shooting out. They're they're shooting guns. They're shooting at. Um, so for those of you that are just joining us, the the reason behind this is they have had they have had their equivalent of a George Floyd moment, which is it, it, it is very much. Did we get into the story at all? I mean, you, you barely touched on it. Um, the actual details. We're more well, focusing on the riots the, than actually what happened. So while we watch it. this, we'll kind of talk about it. Um, the grandmother of a French teenager whose fatal shooting by police has sparked uh, several nights of unrest issued a plea for calm on Sunday as the home of the mayor of a Paris suburb was attacked with a burning car in a new flaring of violence. The government of Macron has been battling five nights of violence, a violent protest since 17 year old Nahel M was shot dead in a Paris suburbs of Nantir on Tuesday by an officer during a traffic check. The killing of Nahel M who was an Algeri of Algerian origin has revived longstanding accusations of institutional racism within the French police. Seeking to quell what has become one of the biggest challenges to Macron since he took the office in 2017, the Interior Ministry has, for the last two nights, deployed 45,000 police and uh, nationwide. Stop and do not riot, says Nahel's grandmother, Nadia. Um, I tell the people who are rioting, do not smash windows, attack schools or buses, stop. It's the mums who are taking the bus. It's the mums who walk outside, she said. They don't care. Politicians condemned the attack on the home of Vincent Jimbrun, the right-wing mayor outside of Paris, who, uh, in which assailants rammed a burning car into his home with the aim of setting it on okay, fire. Okay, so at least they did find someone... That they okay. upset, I'm not saying that a hundred percent. I might disagree with everything they're doing, Let me but at see. least that's more targeted and if not I can quite find, as I don't know why that one's up. Let me see if I can find the burning car one. Hang on. Hold on. I don't know if you've got that one up. I do have the, I want to go back to the Imam Tawidi clip. Cause that's really stuck with me since we mm -hmm. just watched it. They have when he taught when he compares Poland. Go ahead and find it first, and then we'll screen well, share. Well, I don't even think that's not even the home. They're just driving cars. This is a different driving car. Well, hang on a second. Find the clip, and the, but I want to finish my thought here. Okay. When we compare Poland, that has had that has not had one single terrorist attack. Mm -hmm. This is the, this is what I will say. 
You never say that a rape victim, even if she's a prostitute or dresses very provocatively or whatever, you never want to say she was asking for it. You don't. That That is not a thing. It just, that to me, it's 100% never a thing. That being said, I am going to say this. These nations that do not stand out this garbage are not just asking for it, they are desiring terrorism. You know, that's true, but you know what? If if we're going to go down that route, we need to be off of Facebook. If we're going to actually do commentary on it. Okay, well, I said it now. I know. But no, I'm serious. Um, we've, we've been toying with the idea of just not doing our Sunday show on Facebook. So right. that I don't feel like... So that I can actually bring you guys um, our own opinions. Because... I. It's very difficult for me to like go through all of the headlines and say, well, what do I think I can do on Facebook? And then towards the end of the show, all the good stuff is left to the end and I have to rush through it. Right. Uh, and, I, and you guys don't ever get to hear what we have to say. Okay. Do you want to switch to Facebook? Yeah. So Facebook, um, I know that we love you and that we want to be able to say what really needs to be said to be able to find answers here. So I have dropped the Rumble link in the chat on Facebook so you guys can hop over. So literally the whole rest of the show is going to be uncensored. How about that? Yeah. I love it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So here you are, Rumble. Now, there's we haven't had to cover radical Islam in a long time. Mm -hmm. And is this radical Islam or is this a mixture? Well, here's the thing. There is a radical Islamic um, bent to all of this. And I still, to this day, mm. do not understand. And I have, honestly, guys, I'm going to be really, really real with you. Tell it like it is, Leah. No, I'm, tell I'm not telling you like it is because I don't know what it is. I don't understand why the EU wants all of these young black and, Af and, and Middle Eastern men in Europe. I still, you guys have given me a hundred answers and I, none of them make sense to me. None of them hit the nail on the head. I don't get it. I completely understand why the white supremacists in America want Mexican migrants. Because they can have $2 strawberries and they can, um, it's really actually because um, the American elite own companies mm -hmm. and they can pay, a, 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 like, take a roofing company, for example. So a lot of white guys start roofing companies and they hire Mexicans and the Mexicans work really fast and they work really cheap. But here's the thing. These Mexicans coming in, they're not supporting um, a wife and a children in a middle income, uh, on a, in, in like in like suburbia they're just sending money these are single guys sending money back to mexico right. and we all have our roofs done by mexicans we all have our landscaping done by mexicans um even mike lindell's uh moment of truth summit was actually catered by mexicans because he couldn't find any white people or, or non i'm sure they were legal immigrants mike um we just didn't act don't ask don't tell uh, couldn't find any just regular people to Americans. And that's, I actually sat down and talked to one of the women doing the catering at the Mike Lindell summit. She's like, nobody's, nobody wants to work. 
And she's and they will. My point is, they will work really hard. That story. I want to help unjumble some of the stuff that Leah just stepped in. They couldn't find any white people. That sounded really racist. What you meant was we couldn't. They That's couldn't the way find she said it. Legal, um, legal citizens in America to do the job. Americans when is what she, she's saying. And when she said it to us. The, the the lady that was white in or black or Mexican or said, Asian they they had to drive these people in for like from Arkansas to yeah, Missouri because she said no one wants to work and she was an amazing lady I actually have her picture um, we took a picture with her and she did a phenomenal job and they all worked very very hard uh, that day to cater everyone that was there. We're not begrudging the fact that they were doing the job. What we're saying is even she admittedly said, you white people don't want to work. Well, Americans. But, it's black, it could be black people too in America. Right, but what she's, she's saying, saying is, She didn't say white people. She basically saying Americans don't want to work. I'm trying to help you step out of you saying white people. So I'm trying to go with No, you. I here, I'm I'm trying I'm putting in different races. This is this is this is the the conundrum that we're in. France is a is a majority white country, and they are, and and Germany. You think of think of a German, think of a Frenchman, think of an Englishman. Okay, that is the picture that you have. And so, importing people from sub-Saharan Africa and importing people from uh, the Middle East, why are they doing it? I know why th that America wants to bring in tons of Mexican and South American Margans because they work their little tushies off for no pay. Right. Amon Tawidi says they thought they would have cheap labor. No, they didn't. They didn't think they were going to have cheap labor. These people don't work. I, I don't understand it. If you guys have an answer for why Europe desires to bring in people that don't work, that live off of welfare, that riot, that um, rape. Like, why are they, and, and, and in Sweden, they are creating whole no-go zones. Like, they're creating their own societies within Sweden. So what is it exactly? What is happening? It, it almost feels like there might be deals going on under the table that we don't know about. With saying, who? I have no idea. I don't get it. I seriously, this, I always have a spin and I just don't have spin today. I don't, I don't understand it. You did I don't idea. get it. We have I seriously it. don't get it. We have said this on the show and Carolina on Rumble has sufficiently answered it and it, it doesn't have to be any bigger than this i think what you're saying and why you're frustrated is what is their reason for bringing them in versus what is the underlying reason and she says the plan is to destroy the culture the christian culture they believe that if they flood these european countries with islam with these People, they want to break the infrastructure. They want to break society. They want to break the economy. Who they want and to break why? everything. Talk to me about the, the British. The devil. Talk to me about the British government. Talk to me about Boris Johnson. Talk to me the about the devil. It's literally just satanic. I know, but if the devil's whispering in their ears, what I. Okay, see. So, so the devil whispers. This looks really good, and we're, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, and we're very woke now, and. 
you know, we bring in everyone that, and everyone is accepted, and look how good we look on the world stage because we let all these people in. You think it's because they feel like feels like they make make them look good? Yeah, that's gotta be it. It's completely, completely satanic. Let me see. Um, it's all about tearing down world governments, says Lender, and rebuilding a new world government. That's it. I, I agree with both of these comments. If you let everybody in that is going, that their desire, because it's satanic, is to destroy the nation that they're in, then you will have destroyed it. It's Leah, what's you, the same question could be asked about why are we, why destroy Ukraine? Why level Ukraine to the ground? Well, we already talked about well, it. Well, I know that because they, they can rebuild it. I don't think that they're happy. I don't think that they're getting tons of money to rebuild from these tiny little fires and the rapes and stuff. Florida Patriot says French, France is majority French people. America is mostly Americans. Color is simply irrelevant. Um, Donna says, I think, um, the police go along with this because they think they're part of the club and won't be thrown. Oh, the pol politicians. I think the politicians go along with it because they think they will be part of the club and they won't be thrown under the bus. Let's see what Barry has to say over here. I know Barry's got something to say about it. Um, he says, it's the Coden Hove Kalargi plan. I send you the Kalargi plan book. I still don't get it though. I still don't get the Kalargi plan. I've read it. I get it. I, I don't. I don't see it. I'm not seeing it. The EU is a racial dictatorship against the old peoples of Europe. They want to make a new race of European, um, he says, a European Negro race who they can manipulate so they can be at the top of the tree when it comes to riches. In, yeah, in but Europe, that's a huge... The EU wants to cause a race war, hence why in the UK, before we left the EU, the government were trying to cause problems. It was illegal to fly our flags, but now we can fly British flags again with pride. Yeah, but that doesn't say what the people in this generation or the next generation, that takes generations. That's like a that's like a 200-year plan. That That's a religion based upon Satanism. So James says it's a scheme to destroy civilization. That's why white people are being so demonized recently. James is black, by the way. Then it's um, got to be, if you guys are saying that, then it has to be just a religious thing and demonic. Because this, that, if, if you think that it's some sort of uh, bring in other people of different races and have them, you know, breed out the, the French, German, whatever, that takes hundreds of years. And so that is legitimately not, here's the thing about Christianity, the cool thing about Christianity, you don't have to breed them. You can just go in and you bring in Christianity and you present the gospel of Jesus Christ and hundreds of thousands of millions of people can come to know Jesus. Okay. With this Kalargi plan, it's got to be based on some sort of futuristic religion of like two or 300, 400, 500 years in the future. Because it takes a long time. To have other kids and have other kids. So, and who's going to lead at that point? It's not going to be Angela Merkel. She literally, it's like, it's like you're telling me that the aliens have come down and given the plans to this, this generation and to previous generations and that they will be rewarded in the afterlife for what they have done. Sounds an awful lot like a religion. How are they going to be rewarded I in this life? You hit the nail on the head. That's it, it, why have all of these people look at uh, Ford, Carnegie, Rockefeller. 
They they experienced all that in their lifetime. They were these, kings in their lifetime. These people are experienced. You don't think that Angela Merkel's living it up herself? Not because of bringing people migrants in. Yeah. That's not... Uh, Ford, Carnegie, Rockefeller, they were for themselves. They, they didn't... They were for themselves. Okay? This doesn't make sense. The steel magnet, the the, the the railroad magnets. Okay, so Ford, maybe you're maybe if you want to use Ford, Carnegie, and Rockefeller, but really the uh, this the elitist plan that has gone back for 150 years, it's a plan. They've literally written it out. You do this, and over and over time, I know we'll be dead, but over time, this right. Will work. But the Ford, Carnegie, Rockefellers, if you listen, they were just for themselves. They, they literally built and created so a whole world. So you don't find it being demonic as satisfying. No, I don't. I need to know what the demons are telling these people. What are they promising them? That's what I want to know. What what are they promising them? Because I can see Carnegie and Ford going back and forth to be millionaires and to rule the world in their lifetimes before they died. That Macron being president of France, Merkel, it just... Don't you think that they are just hoping it will go faster than it actually is going? Like, because the plan is solid in theory. That if you bring in other cultures that clash with your culture and you want your culture to Why? fail... Why? So Why? that you can rebuild it with a one-world government. I, I'm not feeling it. You need to get the societies themselves to fail. Well, I'll tell you who's not failing. That Poland put out a um, a video. Okay. Comparing Poland to, to France. Yes. And there's Poland. This is from the Ministry of Poland. France again. stores and beautiful Poland they have the date on there actually a little girl smelling like street flowers a family a family having a picnic and then more riots in France it's like a war zone I don't know what it says in Poland Polish there but um I'm pretty sure they're encouraging people to come to Poland instead of yeah, so I've got a couple more videos. So somebody, uh, the, Michael Yan posted, um, let me see, hang on. Oh, every time I open one, you're going to hear it. So that's Nigel. Where's my, where's, here, well, here's another one. Shoot, sorry, guys. It's the YouTubes. Don't open the YouTubes. Okay. All right, so nothing says justice uh, like a shopping spree. <laughs> So some, this is Michael Yan uh, at an I'm Armenian opera right now while French dies. So showing um, the European countries, I guess, that... So I just thought that was interesting. Wasn't he saying that that's where um, someone had, someone, I don't know if it was in the chat or something, saying that Macron was. Um... Oh, yes. <laughs> 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 
Armenia is right next to Azerbaijan, where we where we get all those um, wonderful videos from the old, the old lady and the husband who makes all the food. So Lender says Nero fiddled. Macron goes to a concert. Okay, so I think we saw this one. I, I'm Wicked Psych says progressivism is a religion and so is woke. All right, I think we saw the car going into the building. You're going to see that one in a second. Okay, I think there's one more. Oh, yeah, that was the Ministry of Poland. Okay, so you can go back to the main screen as we set up our next story because I... It's also spread to Switzerland, I guess, because, of course, that's awesome. Seven people were detained, most of them teenagers, after several shop windows in the Swiss city of Louisanne uh, were smashed as young people gathered in an echo of riots in neighboring France. Because that's always helpful. Young people rioting, uh, the BLM movement... Somebody did say this is just a precursor to what we're going to see in 2024. My question is, okay, okay, are you ready? She's just had an epiphany. Are you ready? Not, we're not ready, Leah. All right. So if I'm comparing this to the BLM riots in America in 2020, and I kept thinking to myself, how did you get all these people to go do all this damage and then all of a sudden stop? Like you have an army that you can turn on and off, like turn on and off and, and to do weird, crazy things like riot and, and, and destroy cities and things like that MK and cause Ultra. MK Ultra. I have something a little bit less conspiracy theorist. It's called public school system. Mm -hmm. So what you guys don't understand about sending yourselves and sending, and this is, I believe this is honestly to, honest to God. I believe that God just gave me an answer because I was, I was just scratching at, at the walls. They want, it's, they don't want to breed out the French or, or the, they're not looking to see these kids, um, this was mostly young people, by the way, um, these riots. It okay. was, by and large, a youthful thing. So, the, the, <clears throat> they want... <clears throat> there's, there's a double sword, okay? So, bringing in the Muslim garbage or trash, as Iman Tawidi said, the, the, the radicals, the extremists, the ISISs. They are low IQ. Because only low IQ people blow themselves up. Mm -hmm. Only low IQ people go into a holy war knowing that they're going to lose. Okay. When you look at a radical extremist, whether it's all of the, in 2017, we kept seeing terrorist attack after terrorist after terrorist attack. These people are, they kill themselves in the midst usually of their killing other people. They're not sane. They are MK Ultra or something. I'm not sure I would use the word low IQ, but not sane for sure. Okay. Not sane. I think. It's, You're I, not of sound mind yeah, to do that. Right. Easily manipulated people, I believe, are low IQ. Um, 
And that's but just, I, I just sometimes use. Sometimes people you do. Can I finish my sentence? Yes. Can I finish my thought? Like, finish the thought. Okay. Sorry, you had the epiphany. Okay. So using low IQ people. And when I say low IQ people, I mean people who are easily manipulated and um, easily, um, or here's the thing when it comes to like, so in Prussia, the men on the battlefield were leaving the battlefield and they didn't want to die for Prussia in the 1800s. They had to come up with a way to train their soldiers to stay and fight and be injured and die. Okay. So when I say low IQ, I, I am, I'm using that as a euphemism, not as you're born with it. What I mean is undereducated, brainwashed, low IQ. That's, that's the way I'm using low IQ because it's just simple to well, how simple about, exchange. So let me finish. Let me go where I'm going. Easily radicalized. That's, but that's not what I'm going with. I'm not going with easily radicalized. I'm going with a, um, a training that is happening in your brain. Okay. And they pull you out. And this is, this happens to, this happens to any person. Okay. So forgive me if, if you exchange IQ with how you were born. These are brainwashed people, easily brainwashed people. Easily radicalized. It's the same thing. I know, but I don't. I just I don't like the word radicalized because I think it tends to go towards Islam okay. rather than BLM radicalization. So you can use the word radicalization. I just feel like it's overused with Islam because it's not obviously the BLM. I guess I people, was thinking about the the Japs that you know would do the kamikazes. Like I'm like right. anybody that's radicalized enough to do these kinds of you things. You can use radicalized. That's fine if you want to use that term radical. That's fine. I, for me in my brain, radical goes with Islam and, and okay. I, I, my, the way my brain is working right now is that it's way bigger than just Islam. So I don't want to use, right. I, it's wasn't, just overused. I wasn't thinking Islam. it's overused as, as that way. I, I need another word. So with this Prussian education, John Dewey goes over to Prussia and says, I want to bring this model of education back to the United States. We're going to get somewhere. And then I want to train people in America to be used. And so you do have the Fords and the Carnegies and the Rockefellers who start funding education because they need a nation of workers. They need people, placid people. So education, so in all the education that we're doing in, the, in, in Africa and in these, these, these places and education, all this education that that's happening. Mm -hmm. It's not education. It's not learning. They are creating armies across the world who will at any moment do whatever it is that they are being uh, taught to do and, and be controlled to do it. There is a, so you're saying that these people are being brought over to be put into the public school system. No, 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 no. They're already in the public school system. There's our, everybody in Africa gets some sort of education. Okay. We went and educated Africa. So where does the answer come in? So you're bringing in these educated Africans and educated Muslims. Okay. Who've been semi-educated so that when you need them to do something, they'll do it. So you think in these African nations and in these Islamic nations, these people are being educated with the same type of education 
that the West is being educated with? Absolutely. The same education system of making mindless drones who will do what you want them to do when you want them to do it. Okay. Okay. And so obviously it hasn't played out yet in the UK. They haven't needed you to do everything. They needed a few radical Islamists to, to be crazy in 2017 because Donald Trump was president. And so they, and, and I think it's one of those things where they, they, they push buttons and they hope somebody hits the button. And so right now I'm guessing that they do want fires in France. Okay. That they want to see this fires in France. Because all I can think of is this. How do you get a whole group of people to all of a sudden do the same thing at the same time? And maybe they're out of control. Maybe they can't control them. But whatever it is, every single one of those, those, those young men could probably read and write at some point. They have some sort of education, but they're not. The whole system of education for the past 100 years is not designed to have free thinkers. Because a free thinker would go to France and set up his own business and have a happy life. A free thinker would want to have a wife and a child and children and build a life. Uh, but these, these people, these young people are not free thinkers. Their minds are literally controlled by something and someone else. And we, the, the whole point of being red-pilled is to get yourself out of their system and to not go along. Here, this is... Would it, why, why do we question everything? Because there is always a narrative. And they're always trying to get us to react in some way. To go along. And you know how I know this? Because Christians are doing the same thing. Christians are constantly waking up every day. How do I spread the gospel? How do I influence the world? How do I change the world? And I think this goes along with what we're seeing over here. So bring up um, the video I've got with uh, Zelensky and the little climate chick. Where is she? Is it a YouTube? Here we go. Two YouTubes. on Last two YouTubes. So... We've got Zelensky meeting with Greta Thunberg and the climate activists in Ukraine. And you, I think this is going to be one that you're going to read. Subtitles. Swedish climate activist Greta Thunberg met with Ukrainian President Zelensky in Kiev on Thursday. Thunberg's visit was meant to raise awareness about the environmental devastation caused by Russia's war in Ukraine. And environmental destruction is a form of warfare. As Ukrainians by this point know all too well, uh, and so does Russia, and that's why they are deliberately targeting the environment and people's livelihoods and homes, and therefore also destroying lives, because this is after I all a matter of people. Okay, we're gonna get back to this. So in our previous um, shows, we showed. All the different things going on in Africa. China's coming in. Africa is basically our Mars of untapped resources. Gold, lithium, diamonds. And they go in and what they're doing 
to get the gold. Thank you. What they do when they go in and they get the gold and they get the lithium or they're getting the copper, whatever cobalt. it is, cobalt, whatever it is, Africa is the, is the largest continent and it's untapped. See, China's raped China. Americans have, you know, pretty much raped America. The, 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 the Europe's raped itself. There's no more, you can't like the gold rush, the, it doesn't exist anymore. You can't just go and rush and get like, get so Africa's untapped, but it's got warlords. It's got a heck of a lot of people. You can't bring them all to Europe. Yeah. But what you can do is sell a dream. Sell a dream as a stopgap, as a matrix. In the matrix, they allowed a couple people out at a time to make them feel like there was hope. And so they, they say Europe is open. And so with all, they know they're not going to bring everybody in. They know they don't have room for everybody, but they give them hope. They give them a release, a volcanic vent to where when you're angry, when you're frustrated and you lose your job and you lose your ability to, 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 to take care of your family, it's just like with America. America ruined South America and the hope and the dream, which went from having a family in, in South America was, well, maybe I can just get to America. So there's a stopgap there, right? But it's even worse with um, Africa because... They would rather just all Africans be gone. They would rather just see them wiped off, but they can't do that. So they send in Bill Gates and they do the vaccine thing and they do the birth control thing. It is a multi-step approach because the elites, including Elon Musk's in this life, I want to know what they want in this lifetime. What is the promise in this lifetime? The promise in this lifetime is the minerals. Um, these, these guys... All this electronics, all these things have companies that are run today. There's, there's massive amounts of um, innovation being happening. And, and all these guys in Europe, they want to start up a new business. But they need resources to do that. And the only place to get those resources is Africa. And so for you, they keep you confused and me confused and and all this Kalargi plan because they want to um uh just ruin europe and and you just get angry but you're if yeah if you understood this you could stop it stop the rape of africa make africa great again africa for africans the cobalt for Africans, the gold for Africans, the diamonds, not for some rich guy in Germany. The, we've so seen blood diamond with Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. He doesn't care. He's one of them. He is a blood diamond, racist, white supremacist. Africa should be flourishing. It has, there's no reason why every single African doesn't have their own business, running their own entrepreneurship, having uh, tomato farms. And, and, and we do know that Europe is trying to destabilize Africa. Europe uh, grows with subsidies, cheap wheat, and then says, sends bags of cheap wheat and cheap grain and cheap, and we know that uh, down to Africa, we know that China sends uh, cheap, fake canned tomatoes. Why in the world would Africans need to buy canned tomato tomatoes? They have a climate that can grow tomatoes perennially. 
There's no reason every single African should have tomatoes. There, here's the thing. If you wanted to make Africa great again, you would de, you would um, de-desertify it, which means you you could you just plant tons and tons and millions and millions and millions of trees. Which uh, trees? I got I I could pick up a I, in my own yard. I could send you two or three hundred trees just as a donation. Okay. And, and get you going. So I, literally, this is the answer. In this lifetime, they are promised. They need, they need, and I've seen it in my back of my brain because I remember our episodes that we did on this with all these German companies, Italian companies going down there running copper mines. None of these mines, not a, not a single mine is run by an African. They're only run by Europeans. And they're putting these Africans out of out so of their own business, the and so is, it's this. It is a the, the 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 hope to come to Europe is a vent. Colonialism. That's essentially this is what we saw when there was British colonialism. They would go in, and they and now granted they were trying to establish colonies, but it's that <laughs> same superiority mindset that. We go in, we take all of your resources, and you are our slaves. So the white supremacy hasn't gone anywhere. So just because the UK eradicated slavery and just because the United States eradicated slavery, all of these people that are, meanwhile, trying to tell us race, 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 you're racist, you're racist, you're racist, they go over to Africa and steal all their resources. And and here's the deal. It's... Every company that does electronics is responsible. And a lot of these companies that do food are also responsible or culpable in this. It's everybody. It's all big business. Anybody that is benefiting off of the backs of the natural resources in Africa, any big business, they are all racist and slavery has gone nowhere. It's just shifted. All right, so bring up Lauren Southern's uh, movie on Borderless because she was angry, just like you guys were. She bought into the, the, the racial demographic thing, and then when she started to do the documentary on Borderless, she found something that is absolutely true. What she found was these migrants are actually real people whose lives have been destroyed, and they're looking for hope somewhere else. I don't. That's not the trailer. Okay. It just wasn't showing up in the history. So the show's taking a little turn today, but I think it's good. The founder of an aid group has surrendered to police. He was one of several aid workers wanted for helping migrants illegally enter the country. ERCI, which operated on the island of Lesbos, is now closed. 30 of its members facing charges in Greece, including spying and alleged people trafficking. Have you been involved in human trafficking? There are thousands of people, if not millions, just waiting on the other side. 
waiting for the right moment to cross the water. taste that you guys should watch that um but there's definitely something bigger at play these young men are being told to go to um to another to, to europe and that there would be hope there they're looking for hope and that's because colonialism and <clears throat> westernism has destroyed their hope so what's the answer michelle jesus is their hope and we need to, if we're going to do anything, the migrants are a symptom of a cancer, okay? And the cancer is the European elite taking over Africa and China taking over Africa. That's the cancer. So if you want to stop the riots, if you want to stop the Muslim terrorist attacks, then you get all of these um these European Western elites and these China elites out of Africa. And if you truly want to educate, then you educate them on how to mine gold themselves. Oh, why, why, you know what? How come there aren't any humanitarian groups going into Africa, showing them how to be the top dog in their natural resources? And here's the thing though, but here's also the thing. You need Jesus because there's so much witchcraft going on in, in Africa and there are warlords all over the place. And so as soon as you get like a decent, um, I remember seeing um, there was a, a tomato cannery run by an African, but it was shut down because of the cheap cans coming in from China. Okay. Um, there, the, the cobalt mines are run by like these warlords and these children and these young moms they go and they try to you know to to do a, a little mining themselves just to make it like we don't see africa the way it really is because we've exchanged slavery on our soil to slavery on their own soil right. in a way of toy well guess what you know what i don't have to do i don't have to house you i don't even have to feed you Okay, you will beg and claw to 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 go and mine 12 hours a day for our cobalt so that we can feel good about the environment and drive an electric car. This is a whole other story, but I have the answer. And here's the thing, I don't like to here's my deal, guys. I don't like to just talk about things without a real answer. The answer is the gospel of Jesus Christ. Okay, that is that is the answer. But then underneath of the umbrella of that answer are the answers that you're I'm sorry about. for rolling my eyes because Christians have been saying that for years. But what is the gospel? 
The gospel is the message that we've been preaching on Revelation Red Pill every the Wednesday. The land is yours. God yes. wants you. The gospel for, for Africans is God wants you to prosper. And God wants you to have. Yours. And the land is yours. And God wants you to have water and food and, and trees and a home. Exactly. That's the gospel. And these Western Christians aren't preaching it. And these elites aren't preaching it. Because they don't want Africans to prosper. Even like Barack Obama was like, we don't want the Africans to like develop or anything. We certainly don't want them to have air conditioning or anything because we don't want them to like pollute or anything. Right? Keep keep them under our feet. Going And that goes to Zelensky here. And fin you can finish the Greta Thunberg thing. He literally said that, by the way. Barack Obama did. Is this the right one? Yeah. Yeah, met with members of the International Working Group on the Environmental Consequences of War. I thought we were listening to Greta for a second. I think you rewound it. Okay. Among them was an uh, was uh, Greta Thunberg. No, we didn't rewind it, I don't think. Greta Thunberg and prominent European figures formed this working group to address ecological damage from the 16-month 16, 16 Russian invasion. Which are uh, not even there. They have critical problem with drinking water yes. mm -hmm. technical water is mm -hmm. it's also a big problem for agriculture so, some, some countries she doesn't know what she's doing there so we, we need it the working group aims to evaluate environmental damage attempt to hold russia accountable and restore ukraine's ecology that comes to the water if you don't have clean air if you don't have the meeting in the ukrainian capital came as fighting continued around the country okay so this she doesn't even know why she's no. there this is all but a the fact big that she giant shows up joke in a flannel with no like even undershirt or anything to make it look nice. Mm -hmm. Like this is it's all for show. This is absolutely ridiculous. So here's the thing about the Ukraine and and the ecology and the environmentalism. They're going to build back green, but I guarantee you their vision of the Ukraine is sky rises, it's big, it's it's cars, it's electric cars, it's it's a it's, it's a ton of resources that come from Africa. It's big steel buildings. Uh think las vegas and lights and but it'll be green lights and they want to they want their their they want ukraine to be a place where they can build green with all their greeny um you know thing. electric car charging stations because they know that they're damaging the environment all right oh my gosh this is the crate this is this is crazy all right here this is sweden you want me to close this other Greta video down? Yes. Go over to the left. To Sweden this week. Now, just because I I've stumbled across why they're doing this doesn't mean it's crazy. There should you mean, not doesn't mean it's not crazy. Doesn't mean it's not crazy. There should not be a burqa in Sweden. There should not be you know what? There should not be black. They're all wearing the color of death. When you go to Sweden, you should see happy, bright colors and happy, colorful bright. people. No, that is a death cult right there. What you're looking at is a death cult in Sweden, and they have imported a death cult. Now, go to the next video, and that was in Serbia last week. This is what I'm talking about. This is what Europe should look like. This is... 
Christian life. This is what Rick Steves promotes. Okay? This is what it what people want when they go to Europe. This is what people want to see when they go to like Sweden or or Serbia or anything like that. We want to see the clogs. That was Serbia. I know that was Serbia. Oh my god. Right, where are we going next? All right, in France, a French soccer coach has been arrested amid a probe of claims he made racist anti-Muslim remarks about his players. He's been arrested. Okay. So a French soccer coach was arrested amid an investigation of allegations that he made racist anti-Muslim remarks to his players. Nice's prosecutor on Friday said Galtier and his son were held for questioning as part of a probe. Um, Galter, Galtier, who presently coaches the Paris Saint-Germain team, denied accusations. The RMC Sport and other French media outlets earlier this year uh, published reports quoting a leaked email from the former Nice director of football, uh, Fournier, to the team's owners in which Fournier accused Galtier of saying there were too many black and Muslim players on the team. In addition, Fournier allegedly said Galtier complained in August 2021 that the number of black and Muslim players on the squad didn't match the ethnic, the city's ethnic profile. Uh, Galtier said the accusations hurt him at the deepest level and took legal action. Galtier fired a legal complaint for insulting and defamatory remarks. So the discrimination laws in France. If Galtier's reported arrest amid allegations of discrimination seems extreme, a recent U.S. government summary of, French's, France's, uh, of the French human rights practices notes the following. The country's laws protect members of racial or ethnic minorities or groups from violence and discrimination, and the government generally enforces them effectively. The criminal code punishes the authors of violence committed against individuals, and the penalties are increased when they have been committed for racial and ethnic reasons. A law professor also noted that an important difference between French and American anti-discrimination law is that the predominance of criminal sanctions for discrimination in France, whereas in the United States, Remedies for discriminatory conduct are solely civil. While civil remedies are also available under French law, the norm against discrimination is enforced primarily in criminal proceedings pursuant to the penal code's prohibition against discrimination. So he was arrested because he thought that there might not be that that, that there might be too many Muslim. That's an arrestable offense. An arrestable offense. Hmm. Not like fireable. So if the NBA says there's too many black guys on our team, fired, arrested, lock them in the slammer, Dano. There they go. Biden is close to approving cluster bombs banned in 120 countries for Ukraine. President Biden is, sorry, I, I don't You just I, read the article. I know. It's said it. to be close to approving the controversial munitions for Ukraine. Officials told CNN that a final decision is expected from the White House soon. If approved, the weapons could be included in a new military aid package to Ukraine as soon as next month. These would undoubtedly have a significant battlefield impact. It says that um, the cluster munitions, which the U.S. has stockpiled in large numbers since phasing them out in 2016, could help fill their gap. So if you scroll down, this is what they've got. It's kind of kind of gruesome. The White House would uh, likely receive significant support from bar bipartisan lawmakers in Congress. War-hungry lawmakers. So, for example, the MK-20, which is one of the weapons of Ukraine's wish list, disperses 240 dart-like submunitions or bomblets after being deployed. The U.S. has been producing and selling cluster bombs to its allies until a few years ago. 
In 2016, Textron Systems Corporation stopped producing MK20s when the U.S. stopped selling them to Saudi Arabia. So this person on Twitter says, James Zogby says, Biden's right not to send cluster bombs to Ukraine. They're an insidious weapon. In the 80s, I brought kids from Lebanon who'd lost limbs to Israel's use of cluster bombs. We shouldn't have them. They should be banned. Using them should be a war crime. Mm. So France is building a new military hospital in preparation for war. On his second day in Marseille, June 27th, Macron announced that a new military hospital would be built on the St. Marth site at the beginning of the next decade. Um, he left, let's see, the, the facility intended to prepare France, France for a possible high-intensity war. Although Macron said in a statement that the hospital will be able to provide a range of healthcare services, it will play a key role in the event of a major war. The next generation medical center is intended to meet the needs of the army for decades to come. I love how it says it will play, not like it would play in the event of a major war. It says it will play a key role in the event of a major war. Like, y'all got plans or something? You know they do, though. It's at the beginning of the next decade. So, what, 2030? We're mm -hmm. looking for a world well, war? Well, the whole plan switched to the 2030, you know, I, the power of God's going to stop whatever their plan is, but... I they do know. have plans. They got plans. They do have plans. Big ones. So, um, let's see. So, Wicked Psych says they care so much about the environment, <clears throat> they teach kids to protest for the government to fix the problem instead of teaching them about energy and the environment. James says, you know, it's funny that you never see anyone being arrested for negative acts towards Christians. Salty Mama says, it's now illegal in California if a trans person feels threatened. We go to jail for felony over their feelings. Over here on DLive, Britt Baza has a lot to say, and so I can't catch up on all of these, uh, Barry, but I'll read the latest of what you got. Michelle, a lot of Africa is actually Christian, so it's not just Islam that is the problem. The Brits colonized a lot of African nations and spread Christianity throughout Africa. So not a lot to do with religion. The irony, and then uh, Stefan says, the irony is the EU started the war in 2014 when they overthrew the last president. Barry says, no one looks like that in Europe now, and they haven't looked like that for a generation. A lot of American fashion has spread to modern day Europe. Tell Biden that he has nearly 3.5 tons of cluster bombs in the Thames in the UK that he can have back. They are on the SS Richard Montgomery munitions, munitions ship sunk in the Thames in the 1940s. That's All right, so we're going to do what we call a commercial break, which is a small story that it's not a big story um, that kind of makes your brain go, Ugh. let's play this video. This is Prime Minister Modi asks, asks a group of youth if they've tried no cash for seven days and survived using only mobile payments. He said he's proud to tell others of India's cashless economy. So he gives them a, a, a thumbs up. Have you tried going without your, um, with cash for seven days? Have you gone all digital, young people? Okay, so this is diabolical.
because now they can they want to track everything they will and track this is everything to get you to the cbdc's yeah the central bank digital currency and forgive me forever promoting uh morrison in australia and modi in india and this push to digital digitize everything and to move to this um and maybe modi doesn't even know like my brain is on tilt because it seemed like with Donald Trump president, it like there was this wave of awesome conservative movements. And then the people that got in power and they came to power on what seemed to be, you know, conservative government and Modi filled up a whole um, NFL stadium? stadium with Donald Trump. Yeah. Stadium. Yeah. yeah. I, I listen I, I want to come to you guys with all the answers. And recently, I'm having to undo a lot of the stuff that I thought was right. Or right, maybe it was right for the moment. And I'm confused. At two, I'm not confused now. I'm frustrated. And maybe it would be because you guys wouldn't have been able to hear it then because there was such a force of euphoria when it looked like we were winning under Donald Trump winning. And everybody is still hoping that under Donald Trump will just be winning. But this is, he's a bad guy. This is a bad guy. Modi is not, and, and. So let me ask you this question though, Leah, before you go down this rabbit trail of, of thought. We started off the show with um, one of the viewers over here on DLive saying Nigel Farage is a PSYOP. He's not a threat. And our answer right off the bat, and we're going to get to the Nigel story and then we're going to have to sign off. Um, our, our response to that right away was, guys, just because a person does something that you don't agree with, that doesn't always mean that you then, that they get thrown into the bad guy camp. Because here's the deal with Modi. Aside from this right now and the digital payments, have we covered anything else? Do we have any other reason for you to There's identify been him a as lot. a bad guy? There's a lot that he go, he's, he's aligning with the globalists. But here's the thing. But <laughs> so is Donald Trump. And that's where this is. I'm saying this, guys. I am going to say that Trump is my president until the election happens <clears throat> in uh, 2024. Because... He's the man that I voted for. Trump's my president. He lost illegally. He didn't actually lose. He won. All right? That being said, Donald Trump, even if he had been... It, it, no, it, here's the thing. Can I... This... Let this, me say this about Modi. <laughs> it could be that he genuinely believes that this is the best thing for his country. That's what I think. And he's trying to make <clears throat> India great again. That's and this what is I the think. way that he's thinking because that he's doing it. Donald Trump is doing the exact same <clears throat> thing. That's why I'm asking you if there are other things that make Modi like, because there's a ton of things that would make me look at Donald Trump. Listen, there's a over a dozen things that I could look at Donald Trump and go, he's a psyop, he's deep state, he's this, he's that, he's this, he's that. Okay, so because of all the things that okay. he's doing that are so 
fanatical and you're like, wait a minute, you have to be on the wrong side if you're going to go down that route. Number one, vaccinating the entire country that's killing people and sending them into the hospital for the rest of their lives. Okay. So my point is I'm not 100% convinced that Modi is bad guy the same way that I'm not convinced that Donald Trump is bad guy based on these decisions. Morris in Australia, yes, bad guy. Bad guy right here. Uh, Macron. Real quick, we'll go through a couple of these. Uh, as I said earlier, Macron publicly supports the UN World Economic Previously Forum policy of a global tax. climate tax. As to, as to tax, I'm in favor of an international tax funding the efforts we need to undertake in fighting poverty and the climate. I recalled France applied on itself two previously proposed taxes on airline tickets and on financial transactions. You'll agree with me that an international tax is international when it's adopted by all and there are international. So he would like, definitely would like to tax every single person all the world over. But here we have some good news. Now, from Malcolm Roberts, a good guy, out of Australia, so far as we know, okay, the W pandemic, WHO pandemic treaty is canceled. This week represents a rare victory for Australian sovereignty, a victory for common sense, decency, and humanity, and a victory against the sprawling monster of unelected, unaccountable foreign bureaucrats at the United Nations World Health Organization. You'll recall the World Health Organization proposed to change their health regulations that guide member states in the event of a disease outbreak like COVID, from guiding member states to being mandatory on member states, including Australia. This would have represented a complete destruction of Australian sovereignty and a fundamental reimagining of the powers of the World Health Organization. Last December, the Liberal National Morrison-Joyce government voted in favor of these changes, yet many sensible countries voted against. Bad guy, Morris. Good guy. And the proposal was lost. Undaunted, the United Nations World Health Organization tried again this year. After months of heavy criticism, one nation and those opposing these measures have had a huge win. The final report from the International Health Regulations Review Committee released this week has dropped the proposed changes. The United Nations World Health Organization will remain an advisory body. Dystopian demands such as allowing the World Health Organization to make binding health orders overriding state and federal control have been tossed out. This includes the proposed powers that would have allowed the World Health Organization to control systems for proof of vaccination or vaccination status, quarantine procedures, citizen travel and mobility, forced vaccination, lockouts, lockdowns, mandatory detention, and other completely unacceptable infringements on people. Gone is the universal health passport or vaccine passport that was going to control the ability of citizens to travel between countries in a permanent capacity. It was decided that this would raise ethical and discriminatory concerns. A global digital vaccine passport will no longer be developed under the committee's powers for now. The committee will remain confined to actual public health emergencies rather than potential health risks undefined. Removing the widely held fear that their scope could be extended to climate lockdowns and other human rights abuses, which would have been possible because the United Nations World Health Organization. Awesome. So we're winning. There's a win. We're winning, but here we're losing. No, I'm not. We aren't losing. Where is he? Okay. This is big news this week. I'm just going to tell you about it. Joe Linder is a big giant 
bodybuilder, super famous was. YouTube. He tells this guy, Bradley Martin, three weeks ago, that he got pressured into getting vac vaccine number four. He's 30 years old. He got tested, and his test came bad. It came out bad, like his D-dimers, and he was getting blood clots in his blood, and then he died Ooh. this week. No lockdown. I no. didn't have a lockdown ever. Did you get the vax? I, I got the vax. Did you really? Yeah. Oh. Even four. Really? Yeah. Why? Yeah, and also, Brew, you know how it is. This is the same like you go to a party. You were worried about your heart? And you are with the wrong people. All of a sudden, you might do something on this party that you don't want to do. Fuck no. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. It is I'm, what I'm, it is. I, I, when I think about it later, I'm like, what did I do, man? But, oh my God, this comes into weird controversy therapy. Uh, Wait, is, no, say it, say I, it. I went to the doctor and I did my blood work again because I take my blood work all the time. And then I show it to the doctor and we kind of see these particles and i'm like what is this and then they all no say, way this dude. is this is shut from, the fuck up this is from this and i'm like Sorry, oh my guys. god and then i show it to another of my friends and there's all kind of hidden websites that you can't get to but it's like the dark oh media kind god. of web and there's even more conspiracies this is crazy as fuck because i know you're the kind of guy who for sure you so he's like you need to do a plasmaphorosis now so they poke like a fucking needle into your arm here which is like like the like the like a pen you know like thick like this bright unbelievable yeah. thick needle and they take all your blood out put it into this machine and then clean it and bring it back so we did this with the heavy metal cleaning and all this stuff which supposedly cleaned my blood i did a d-dimer test and all this i don't know if you know what it is it's like this determines like the clotting of your arteries, blood yeah. arteries and stuff like d-dimer and like my d-dimer was this and then after all this it was dead and then yeah I did so this. It, did it improve after you got that I removal. did it, yeah, twice. I did it in six-month period, like one time and then the second time. Also expensive as fuck, man. So this is crazy. And then I just, I even wonder about the doing the, pla like, don't do that. The, maybe just take some ivermectin. Because yeah. obviously that didn't work. Crazy, right? Four times vaccinated. And he, and what he said was, you know, the host, outside of all this colorful language, we apologize for, um, He's like, why would you do that? And he's like, well, it's kind of, you know what it's like? It's like going to a party and you're just pressured into it. So, all right, right. let's get to the Farage story. All right. So Nigel Farage has been debanked. We're not screen sharing just yet. So you get what you want up and then we'll. Uh, so we're just going to let Nigel explain it in his own words, which as you know, no one can say it better than him. I'm just still shocked by this, honestly. Two months ago. I received a phone call from my bank. Now, bear in mind, I'd been with the same banking group since 1980. I've had my personal account there with that group ever since that date. I ran my business through there when I worked in the city in the 1990s into the noughties. And today, I have my personal and business accounts there. But two months ago, I get a phone call out of the blue from a personal manager, a new personal manager, not one I'd ever spoken to before, who simply says on a phone call, we are closing your accounts. I asked why, no reason was given. I was told it would all be explained in a letter that would arrive in a couple of days' time. The letter just told me the accounts are closing and please, by the date they gave me, uh, make sure you've moved to another bank. I did inquire further within the group. I sent an email to the chairman um, and I got someone ring me up and say it's purely a commercial decision. Hmm, I thought. So I've tried for two months to get another bank account and I've spoken to seven different banks and they've all said no. And the reason is it would seem to be political. 
I don't know precisely what the reason is, but there is a, a category, a person called a PEP, a politically exposed person. It was a term that came into our law as a result of our membership of the European Union. I'm told that the city minister and the government are thinking about redefining it, but that may take some time. So it could be purely political. It could be, of course, prejudice. After all, I'm pretty used to prejudice, prejudice that comes from the establishment against me. Um, but I also worried, I also worried very much that what was said in the House of Commons last year by Chris Bryant, Member of Parliament for South Wales, Labour member, Chairman of the Privileged, Com Privileged Committee, who used parliamentary privilege to say that in a calendar year I'd receive half a million pounds from the Kremlin. This was done under parliamentary privilege. I appealed to the Speaker, I appealed to Mr Bryant, but there'd been no retraction whatsoever. There have also been extraordinary headlines written about me in all of the newspapers, some suggesting that on night of the Brexit referendum, I engineered a coup along with the hedge funds where we, where we pushed the pound up, shorted it, and we all made a fortune. Well, I'm afraid that isn't true either. But whatever reason, it's become clear to me that I cannot get a bank account. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means basically you become a non-person. It's rather like living in Germany or Russia 80 years ago, or perhaps even communist China today. I wonder, are we living in communist China today in this country? Are we akin to communist China? Love your thoughts on that, please. Farage at GBNews.com. Well, all of this has been quite stressful and quite difficult because without a bank account, you simply can't exist. You simply can't live. But what's even worse is that over the course of the last few months, some of these ridiculous rules and closures have been extended to my immediate family. And whilst I'm sad and annoyed, about where I am, I'm absolutely incandescent that members of my family should be singled out and targeted just because I campaigned for and pushed a Brexit campaign for all of those years. This is truly and utterly disgusting, but it isn't just happening to me. I know of people going back nearly 10 years who were UKIP candidates, UKIP MEPs, others in prominent positions in the Brexit party who also had their bank accounts closed, but none of them had the, really had the voice to speak out, and I feel that I do. There are other people in media, too, who've had their media accounts closed down. And it seems to be all one way. It seems to be all against people who have traditionalist or conservative views. There is something totally outrageous going on here. So I've been considering, over the course of the day, my options. I've spent time talking to lawyers. I've been considering legal action. I've been asking myself whether, frankly, it's even worth staying in this country. I could go to one of the fintechs, and I could get the ability of at least a payments mechanism, but it's not a bank account. It doesn't have a debit card. It wouldn't pay you interest on money, and you certainly wouldn't be able to borrow any money or get a mortgage if you wanted one in the future. So I've been seriously considering my options. And I said earlier on today that at 7 o'clock tonight, I'd tell you what my next steps were. Well, you could knock me down with a feather because the phone rang at quarter to seven, and it was the bank that wants to close me down completely in a few weeks' time. They claim there's nothing political at all in what they're doing. It's purely a commercial decision. And it was said to me on the phone a few minutes ago, they could get me a personal account with another bank that is part of the same group, but that doesn't apply to the business account, so frankly, isn't of much use to me. I'm used to battling against the odds. I'm used to being prejudiced against in the most extraordinary way. And I'm generally pretty tough in fighting through these things. But just for once, I'm really pretty thoughtful. Pretty thoughtful about whether it's actually worth living in this country right at the moment. So what I am going to do is take some time off, take a week or two off, maybe more, to consider what my next steps are going to be. This is going on in our country. It's happening to plenty of people. I just happen to be one of them. But you know what? Unless this rot is stopped, in time to come, you at home may say things on Facebook or Twitter that may result in you losing your bank accounts too. That, I think, is how scary this whole thing is. Mm. So, 
I'm just curious, and I know that um, Barry and Stefan and and those over in the UK are on D Live, and I have a question. Over here in the United States, we have um, what are they called? The like um, the little banks. Yeah, it's the, on the tip of my like tongue. The community banks. Yeah, the like, credit unions. Thank you, credit unions. Yeah. We have credit unions, and so um, if you want to get away from the big corporate banks. U.S. Bank, Bank of America, Chase. Um, over, you can go like, to these, go to these credit, credit unions. unions. Yeah. And I'm just wondering, do you guys have the equivalent of that over there? Like these are just kind of small town, little brick and mortar banks. And why he can't get one of those? Like they're individually owned. Mm -hmm. They don't have like a corporate. So I'm assuming that I get that he wants to take his business account, but you would think that these small banks would be more than half. Do they just not exist over there? You know, um, we uh, we're, we have time for one last video. And if you need to sign up before we play it, that's fine. But I think that this last video that I'm going to play for you is Neil Oliver. He makes a really good point. He says... We have a divine natural right to commerce. And these banks have made it so that you have to use the banks. They want to make us. Why do they want to make us a cashless society? Right. Cashless society means you have to go through the banks. And then suddenly you don't have a bank, Nigel Farage. You're unpersoned. Mm -hmm. You can't buy and sell and trade without. And here's the thing. What is the mark now? What is the mark of the beast? It's not the vaccine. Come on. It's, it's being banking. one of them. It's banking. Well, well, I just, yeah, I guess that's where, I, that's where I was thinking. I was just thinking that they won't let you have the bank unless you're one of them. Right. So the bank, the bank is a way to, ex mm -hmm. to, so like you don't get the bank unless you're one of them, unless you've taken. And so this is when we're doing our revelation red pill, the mark of the beast was, it was not a like physical mark. Okay, so we, under Nero, you had to worship Nero. You right. had to use Nero's money right. to order to buy and sell and trade. And the Christians didn't want to use the money to buy and sell and trade with. Okay, and they created an alternative economy. And so I understand, and this is why I actually have a um, some grace for Bitcoiners. Because to have an electronic trade... Like, how, how are you guys going to buy Vicky Natalia's stuff? Well, I guess you could write her a check and send it in the mail. Oh, wait a minute. I can't write you a check. Right. Okay. Well, I could send you cash in the mail, but that could get lost. All right. So do I send do I send it with a, a friend? Pony Express? Like, That's how do we you, do Western this? Western Union was created, honestly. You used to be able to trust Western Union. You were mm -hmm. wiring money from one end to the next. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um... I still say that gold and silver is is the answer to all of this. And you could have essentially Western Union type gold and silver places that existed. So I want to send you money. And and honestly, guys. But you're still dealing with, you have to have a lot of them. You're still dealing with a, a well, people that may or may not allow you business. to transfer. Maybe you try to do business as locally and person to person as you possibly can. And Yeah. But it's, I think that the convenience that we have that like it's instantly we can just swipe a card, we can Venmo, we can PayPal, we can instantly send. It creates a society where we don't have to interact with one another. Mm -hmm. 
What if in order to buy something online or overseas, you had to physically walk in and take your gold and silver and say, I'm sending this to so-and-so, and then you get confirmation from them. You know what I mean? Like it totally could be done because it's been done in the past. And I'm talking about on the, the larger scale, but also scaling back to, again, like I said, you can't fund a war in Ukraine if you have to, if gold and silver are the money because you would have to send it over on a ship. Well, that's that's what banknotes used to be. So a banknote used to be uh, that this I'm bringing in this much gold. Banknotes used to be the gold. thing that was the equivalent to like a Western Union. Yeah, and it's been done before, mm -hmm. and it can be done again, and it should be done again. So here's the deal, guys. If Nigel Farage, now I get that they have given him time to pull his funds, but oh, how, are we how get him out? nice like, of them! What if how much? Let's let's say Nigel so has a million pounds in there. What? Uh, so he's got to take that with him, like with a briefcase. If he can't transfer to another bank, I'm telling you guys, if they can do this to Nigel, they can do it to anyone. And your money is is not safe. If you don't hold it, you don't own it. Get your 401ks, get your savings, get all of that money that you have that's all digitized right now out of the system yesterday. We need to create a new a new economy. And here's the thing. With a lot of the things that we're talking about, it feels a little bit like the founding fathers where we yeah. need to go to God and ask him to show us how to redeem it, how to get back. Right. And I know that that feels like a heavy burden and we don't, we don't want to do that, but we're the new founding fathers. Yes. And we need, the founding fathers had to come up with the government and we have to find a way to get back to a more perfect union. And we had to find a way Worldwide. to, to, um, get the constitution to work right. And we need to start praying about these things because it's hitting us in the face and it's coming faster than we think. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Do you have any final thoughts? I do. We can end um, with Neil. Actually, and they're not final thoughts on the news. It's definitely more surface than that. Okay. So um, today we have our big event coming up this week, and I kind of wanted to look nice, so I did Vicky Natale's um, face mask. Went around the house all day before the show. Wearing, so did I. Wearing the um, the face the brown face mask. Yeah. And when. I took it off with this the, the sugar scrub that she mm -hmm. has, and I was like, my skin looks and feels so shiny. Not just shiny, but like young. I like, love it. It yeah. feels like a baby's butt. I didn't put makeup on my face at all. I put it on my nose because I have a Rudolph nose, and that's just to tone down the color of my nose. But as far as to like hide any blemishes, I didn't put any makeup on my face today. Like, because I, and I'm thinking to myself, why am I wasting money on makeup when I could just do that mask every day and just look good? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All natural. So go to organicbodyessentials.com. I did it today RC. too. And I almost recorded it, but I couldn't find a place to put my phone and Your in face the does look really nice. And last night I was looking at my face and I, I, it must be all the work we've been doing outside, a lot of dirt, but I had a ton of blackheads on my face. And when I did this mask, it was like, there goes all the blackheads. They're like gone. And, and I was just so impressed. With their, and show them the webpage where they can get the mask. So the cool thing about this mask is it lasts forever. It's this tiny little bottle, but it lasts like forever and ever and ever. And the scrub has lasted forever. It's like 
it's almost like a year's worth of doing this because you only need to do it every like once a week or once every few weeks so it's organicbodyessentials.com and then you want to go to the hang on, screen and here. this is us supporting christians and supporting patriots okay so scrolling so, down is there a set i think that's the set this one right here oh this is the one i'm telling you guys something right now if this is the best set, deal this is the, this is the one although i would add to this the sugar scrub it has it no it doesn't silky smooth face scrub Oh, it does. Okay, then then you're good to go. And the flawless serum. The flaw and I use that. I've been using that way more often, twice so, a day. And all, again, my crow's feet they were coming back, and then I started using the serum again. I know this. I know this seems like it's a lot, but each one of these things is worth one. Okay, yeah. I'm telling you that this and it lasts forever. And the lip balm is so nice. Like it's so nice. And it comes with a lip balm. Like there's three things in this package. How much are they individually? There's four if you count the lip balm. Right. But how Because, like, this is an intense, really good. So the flawless face. Here, look, look, look. Scroll up. By itself, the flawless face serum is $63. Mm -hmm. It's got, and the antioxidants max is 26. The, the, the spray scrub is 25. It's, you guys, this stuff is really, 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 really worth it. And then I would add to it the facial toner which you like the toner yeah and then the makeup remover the toner is actually really nice okay makeup remover is nice so guys here's the deal i'm gonna and be, the hydrosol i use that hydrosol every single day like literally twice a day i use that i put it on my face i love 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 that stuff i'm never not gonna use that stuff like hands down um here's the deal you need to know something i'm gonna tell y'all a little secret all the women that you watch all the people in our movement Almost all of them do Botox or facial stuff of some sort. Oh, yeah. They all do it. All of them. Okay, she just showed um, Trump. What's her name? Laura Trump. Laura Trump. Okay, I can guarantee you she is doing the Botox to get rid of these lines on her face. She, they all do stuff. I don't agree with doing that. I am never going to inject a needle in my face to look good. No. But I will support all natural organic products of a Christian patriot group and every purchase doesn't just benefit us it doesn't just benefit vicky natale it also benefits his glory ministries mm -hmm. too so that's really cool we and she prays that, over right? every and single she prays one over it all there, so I, honestly the bible says to pray over the uh, anointing oil and the prayer of the faith faith yeah. shall heal the sick there is something she literally prays in the spirit over all the products that get sent out I, I just love it and i got an email from her today and she's like i want to come back on the show so we'll get her back on the show but um in the meantime, go and support these Patriot businesses like that. Lee and I are prime example that it works. And I'm not just making it up. Literally, every time I use it, I think to myself, why don't I do this all the time? The face mask thing and like all the products. I, I'm using them every day. Absolutely love them. So, all right, let's get to Neil. Is Neil talking about um, Nigel? Nigel? Oh, I don't want to miss this. Maybe they won't care if our house is dirty essentials of life, of your life. Among those most important to me, those I would not willingly live without, are family, the right to protect that family, as well as freedom from oppression, especially the oppression of the state. A freedom to which I used to give next to no thought at all, however, has now risen through the ranks to become for me among the most important of all. 
That freedom is the freedom to transact, which is to buy and sell without interference and scrutiny. Without freedom to control our own finances, we are, and this is no exaggeration, effectively driven from society. You might say that if we cannot buy or sell on our own terms, that we are transformed into non-persons. In this modern Western world of ours, the freedom to transact is bound up inescapably with the right to have a bank account. Deprived of that everyday commonplace technicality, we cannot function in the myriad ways necessary to maintain modern existence. Without a bank account, we cannot receive a salary, we cannot pay our bills, we cannot obtain or service a mortgage or lease a car, we can't borrow money. In an increasingly cashless society, we can't even buy a loaf of bread. The list of impossibles or next to impossibles born of no bank account is long. To be deprived of a bank account is to be the victim of social murder. At the very least, it is a modern day equivalent of excommunication, of exile. Last week, my fellow GB News presenter Nigel Farage revealed that the bank, of which he has been a customer for decades, has told him it's closing his accounts, that it wants nothing more to do with him. The same stricture has apparently been applied not only to Nigel, but to some of his family. Believe it or believe it not, but Nigel Farage is now the third person I know personally who has been treated thus by the banking industry in recent months. I'm also already aware of other private citizens of this country, apparently law-abiding tax-paying citizens, some in the public eye and the majority definitely not, who have been similarly dealt with. If you look on at this behaviour by banks and console yourself that such cannot and will not happen to you and yours on account of your good people and no trouble to the state, then I urge you to think again. What can happen to anyone may sooner or later happen to everyone. When it comes to governments, that which they can do, they certainly will do. I struggle to believe this is where we are now. The social strangulation of those deemed beyond the pale for whatever reason, those identified as having been critical of the mainstream state-sponsored narrative, a malevolent and sinister behaviour in the playbook of repressive, dictatorial, authoritarian regimes is apparently standard practice here in the Britain that was once great but that is great no longer. This treatment is being meted out to Nigel Farage not just to make life impossible for him but, I say, pour encourager les autres. It is a warning to one and all that holding and espousing views counter to those favoured by the authorities will no longer be tolerated. In the hive mind of the Borg-like collective that is the uniparty totalitarian regime towards which we are being marched, the drones are to be left in no doubt that resistance is futile. As sinister as any other aspect of all this is the realisation the whip is in the hand of the corporations. Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum calls this, euphemistically, stakeholder capitalism. What it means is that the decisions that matter are made not by governments, but by big business. And big business is answerable only to its owners, owners who long ago decided that borders and sovereign individuals are inconvenient. So far so bureaucratic, but simply put, they're messing with us, those ideologues and their sock puppets. Indeed, diligently and perversely, they're finding every last way to mess with us. There are multiple motives for this messing with us, but the most important is the intention to divide, to set individual against individual, tribe against tribe. Always the aim is to have us at each other's throats, so we overlook the malevolence coming from the state. Look at what we're being bullied into accepting as normal thought and action, and at what we are told to reject as wrong think. Being protective of family and children is deemed wrong think. Being an advocate of freedom is labelled right-wing, as if right-wing even means anything anymore, which it doesn't, being no more than mud for slinging. Approving of Brexit, 
just being ambivalent about Brexit is deemed wrong think. Knowing there are only two sexes and that change from one to the other is impossible is wrong think. To declare Christian faith is infinitely more likely to attract condemnation than claiming women have penises. Elsewhere, it seems we are to accept men stripping off and dancing near naked or in bondage gear among gatherings of children. A march for Pride Month in New York City last week was underscored by the chanting of we're here, we're queer, we're coming for your children. Why would any adult think that an appropriate thing to say? Once upon a time, in the movie adaptation of Chitty Chitty Bang Bang, the child catcher, complete with giant net, was only a fairy tale terror, false to the stuff of nightmares. As recently as 2008, the child catcher was voted among the 50 most vile movie villains by Entertainment Weekly. In 2023, a generation of children might be invited to contemplate the child catcher for real out there in the street and coming closer. Reclaim Party MP Andrew Bridgen sought to initiate a bill to ensure schools would inform parents of their children were identifying as the opposite sex, what they call social transitioning, perhaps embarking on the road that ends in the removal of genitals and breasts. A majority of MPs of all stripes struck Bridgen's efforts down before it could get out of the starting blocks. Labour MP Ben Bradshaw described Bridgen's intentions, which is to say letting parents know if their children are living alternative lives at school, as despicable, despicable, that parents should be kept informed about their children's lives can be described as despicable by a sitting MP and that his comment is loudly approved by a majority of his ilk. It's where we are now in this shadow land of Britain. Despicable was a noteworthy choice of words, given that Bradshaw's use of it came soon after a teacher at Rye College in East Sussex used the same while trying to humiliate and silence a young girl who refused to accept a fellow pupil's decision to identify as a cat. Bradshaw sought to dismiss Bridgen as a conspiracy theorist, despite the ever-growing number of young people coming forward to express bitter regret at having been coaxed and or encouraged by adults through a process that left them mutilated, sterilised and condemned to shortened, lesser lives at increased risk of persistent infections. Underneath all of it is the message that when it comes to the children, it's the state and not the parents that have the final say. In so many ways that matter, the children are already caught. This is where we are now, apparently, in a world where one wrong word can see a person exiled to a life made impossible in any modern sense. A world where the messing with children's bodies, with our minds and with our understanding of right and wrong is nothing less than sadistic, shaped and choreographed as it is to cut people loose from their moorings and set them adrift upon an ocean of uncertainty. If you feel that you no longer know which way is up, then I invite you to join the club. The messing is an all-encompassing, increasingly polluting every aspect of everyday life. I read last week about how the government of the Netherlands has in recent years authorised the euthanising of otherwise healthy young people, people whose only dissatisfactions were autism or some other intellectual challenge. This is the same Netherlands where farmers are being driven off their land to make way for the megacity building plans of more of those stakeholder capitalist transnational corporations the same Netherlands where homeowners can now be coerced to sell their homes only to people with a low to medium income, which is to say the government decides who you might sell your home to and at what price. More and more, the Netherlands appears to be a petri dish for the conducting of all manner of experiments in social engineering. And what happens there, anywhere, might happen elsewhere and then everywhere. The West, in the form of NATO, driven full tilt by the US and the UK, pursues a forever war in Ukraine, shoveling hundreds of billions of dollars, pounds and euros into government coffers there in the name of defending democracy. 
In Ukraine, democracy manifests itself now in the government's banning of opposition parties, the shutting down and criminalising of dissenting media, the jailing of a political rival and the raiding of orthodox churches. Ukraine may not be the most corrupt country on earth, but in terms of many metrics, it's definitely in the top one. I invite you to contemplate a grim but nonetheless revealing truth that the powers that be, the state, whatever, as well as those populating the institutions, those driving the mainstream media, have absolutely no option but to keep driving their inversion of society. For a period of time hard to quantify, but let's imagine it in terms of many decades at least, a campaign of lying and plundering, practised upon the many by the few, has delivered those lying thieves to a point where if the many realised the extent of the wrongdoing, then the consequences would be colourful to say the least. Sharks must keep swimming forward or they drown. Everyone smiles at the happy ending of It's a Wonderful Life. All but destroyed by the villainous banker, Mr Potter, small-town good man George Bailey is saved in the end by the customers of his struggling building and loan, a community bank that has sought only to enable those customers to live decent lives, saved also by the people of the town who love him. We smile and cry at the end of the story because we know it's rightful, the reassertion of the rightful order of things after time spent in a wrongful alternative. In the world George Bailey briefly wished for and got, a world in which he had never been born, all was wrong, upside down and inside out. His own children didn't exist because he had never existed. We're being presented with that inverted, darkened world now, tricked into thinking it has to be real. If it seems like a nightmare, then all we have to do is wake up. If we don't, then Zuzu's petals are gone forever. Oh, wow. That's so good. It does feel like a nightmare that we need to wake up from. And, um, and in, in, in point of fact, as Dr. Keyes likes to say, uh, it is. And that's all we have to do is just wake up. You just wake up and you start. You know what it means? Repent literally means to turn and go the other direction. That's what we need to do. Wake up and repent. And I think a lot of people way. tried to go back to sleep. And I think by taking the vaccine, they were hoping that they could go back to sleep. Yeah. But we're all awake now. And we have to, to live. We have to live in the world that, that has been created for us by diabolical forces over the past 100 years. And while good Christians have been warning you about it since at least the 60s and 70s, it's time that we do something about it. And we all have something to bring to the table. You guys, we talked about what's going on with the African migrants. I don't have something to bring to the table, but you might have something else to bring to the table. You might have an answer for that, that I don't have. You might have an answer for uh, what's going on with Nigel and the banking that I don't have. Get into your prayer closet because we only win this together. Yeah. And I'm not, this is the power of God. This is the answer for you guys right now. I don't have to come up with all the answers. You know, as, a, as these podcasters and these pundits, when I first started doing this, I felt like I had an answer for everything. I felt like I could sit down with anybody and have an answer for anything. And now I don't. And that's okay. Because guess what? I'm not designed to be the all-knowing, you know, para. You might have an answer. I will tell you what we're designed to do. We're designed to give you the answers God has given us. And then my goal and my calling is to bring out the good answers inside of you. 100%. To recognize that 
stop just listening to Alex Jones. Stop just listening to these pundits. And I think that that's what God is bringing some of these pundits down and having them argue with each other so we can pull them off of their pedestals. Well, what does Lauren Southern say about this? Or what does Nigel say about this? Or what does Alex say about this? No, what do I say about this? Yeah, that's good. What does God say about this? What is my answer? Why do, and so a lot of you guys are coming up with those answers. And I know a lot of you send them to us. Like you want us to do, you want, you still want us to do your answer. And who was it the other day that said, tell me what you're going to do about it. Tell me what you're going to do about it. Tell me what group you're going to start. Okay, and hopefully what you get from resistance chicks is something completely different. Actually, I'm not going to say it's completely different because you know why? Alex Jones told us to do the same thing. Yeah. He said, take my videos, put them out there. You guys say something. If you're watching this, you are the resistance. And that's why one of the reasons why we're called resistance chicks. And we have a bigger circle outside of what Alex could have. And you guys will have another circle and you guys will have another circle. And together we are going to win. Yes. Together we are going to win yeah. just the way that the Founding Fathers did in 1776. So today being July 2nd, happy official day that the Declaration of Independence was. And a good to our British friends. <laughs> we love you now. Oh my gosh, it's great. Our brothers in arms for liberty and freedom around the world. I hope that you all have a wonderful, you know, Independence Day and uh Dr. Key said in our interview with him this week, it wasn't about declaring independence. From it was British. about the actual like declaration of independence. That we are a free people, period. Yes. It's a worldwide declaration. It is. And it's even a good- We are endowed by our creator. That means everyone on the planet is too. We all belong. Boom. Yes. Okay. With certain inalienable rights. Among these are life, liberty, and property. The pursuit of happiness. Um, Thanks. Thanks to your links this week, Barry. Salty Mama says, NATO must be dismantled. That's why I feel Trump is good for 2024. He wants to remove NATO power. I honestly believe O'Biden will call martial law anyways, so no election. Only way they can keep power. Well, Zelensky did that. Will they and do he that totally here? Did. We didn't report on that, by the way. We did not. We did on Friday. Oh, did we? Okay. What um, if that's what... So Zelensky has a war in Ukraine. Decides so if start no a elections. war, then there's no election in 2024. It's a great idea. It's genius, actually. Um... Let's see. Uh, Ken Borg, today counts as a holiday, too, as it was signed, ratified on the 4th. Exactly. Yes. Yes. Um, Y'all always look lovely. Now we know your secrets. Praying for the safety and of all patriots and Trump in Jesus' name. Happy 4th of July. So, um, all right. Brett Baza says, Hap USA, have a great 4th of July from Wales. <laughs> Thank you, Barry. We love you guys. God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth... And since we will be busy this week, I want to recommend you tune into the Kingdom Roundtable tomorrow night. Uh, we will not be streaming that on Resistance Chicks Rumble channel. However, go to the Kingdom Roundtables. I think it's just Kingdom Roundtable for their channel on Rumble. Wednesday night, we will be doing a rerun of something that many of you may not have seen. We did a few weeks ago. It's a Kingdom message. It's not an official Revelation Red Pill, but it would have been. We just it will did it. Be. And it will be on it the night that be. we're going to try to premiere that on Wednesday. In the meantime, we love you. God loves you. God bless. 
Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory if it's the truth. Next week, we are back with Lynette Zhang and Flyover Conservative. What is a big week next week? So Tuesday at 5.30 Eastern Standard Time, I think it's 5 or 5.30, we will have the Lynette Zhang of ITM Trading in the house. Actually, not really, but on uh, via Skype's or zoom so i'm really really looking forward to that it will be live so if you have questions of all these things that we've been talking about you've been watching these clips you're like i don't know and bring them bring them and lynette will answer what time? them live i think it's 5 p.m east or 5 or 5 30 say what day what day tuesday tuesday Next Tuesday, not this Tuesday, the following Tuesday. Yeah, next Tuesday. Next Woo. week is what I was saying. So you got a lot to look forward to for next week. I know I'm looking forward to it. All right, you guys, we'll see you next time. I was cold, all alone. No place for-